Ben, thanks for the time as always. How are you on this fine Tuesday? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. It's been a, a fun season for Atlanta. Uh, obviously, they're in a divisional battle, a race here, going down to the finish, and it's got to make your job a little bit more entertaining showing up to the ballpark for these last few games of the regular season, knowing that they actually mean something, Ben. Yeah, it's very exciting. Um, you, you come down to the wire, the way, the, the way that this thing is coming down, and it's very exciting. And uh, for this ball club, achieving what they achieved last season, they obviously want to get back and experience that again. And this Mets team has been very good. That's been a, a very good battle all year long, and they've been in first place all season. So to have it come down to maybe even one series is, is really awesome, not just for the Braves and the Mets, but I think it's great for the game as well. You've got the National Series to get through, and then you said the big one coming up this weekend, and they'll close out with a couple of games against the Marlins. Yesterday, Ben, that Atlanta Braves team got to go to the White House and be recognized by President Joe Biden for their World Series victory. What was that like for those players as you were able to talk to them uh, both before and after getting the experience to go there to Pennsylvania Avenue? Yeah, I think for all of us, it was very overwhelming, and it was a major honor, and we rolled in there about uh, 9, 30, 10 o'clock in the morning, and the, the entire experience from the time we stepped into the White House to the time we left about 1.15, 1.30 was uh, like nothing any of us had ever experienced. Uh, I even chatted with some players who had done it before. I know Colin McHugh had been twice before, and he said it, it just never gets old. It's amazing every single time. And then ch chatting with some of the other players who it was their first time, and it was my first time, uh, we were just uh, really taken away to be quite honest it was it, it's hard to really put into perspective what that really means how historic of a place that is and what it's like to be invited by a president uh to come into the white house and and celebrate the, the accomplishments of last year's ball club so um you, you get an opportunity to win the world series lots of great things come with that you get a ring you get a parade and you get a visit to the white house and you get honored all season long it, it really is amazing and uh just another uh, great experience for those guys who did something that um that few people get to do and few people get to experience. And I thought it was great for them and the entire organization. And the day continued to be great for the Braves, obviously, Ben, as they went on and beat the Nationals 8 nothing last night. And I think maybe the most significant thing out of that, although Bryce Elder was tremendous and did something that's not been done in a very long time, was that Matt Olson was able to hit a home run. And obviously Matt's been going through uh, maybe the worst month of his career. And so how important do you think it was for that at-bat last night? And are you seeing him start to have better at-bats to start to come out of this? Yeah, slightly better. I thought last night was really encouraging. And, and like you mentioned, statistically, it's been the worst month of his career. So anytime you're experiencing something like that, you want to come out of it. But even more so, given that the playoffs are right around the corner. I mean, that that's not a slump you want to continue into October. He wants to snap out of that as soon as possible. I mean, that's your cleanup hitter more times than not. And I know he's hit fifth here lately, but you need that guy to be a big RBI guy. You need consistent ABs from him. Uh, you got it last night. I thought he had some good ABs in the Philly series. So to see him come around the way that he did, I, I thought that was great. He hit a changeup uh, later in the ball game that was a big base hit as well. So I, I think it's just getting his timing down more than anything. I know he's been tinkering with his mechanics of his swing, uh, tinkering with, with his stance as well. Um, he's been late on some fastballs. That was really, in my opinion, the, the biggest issue that he had when he was in the midst of that slump. Uh, so I, I feel like he's looked a little bit quicker here over the last four or five ball games, and I just hope that that continues tonight. Um, when it comes to him, I, I thought it was really funny. When, when it comes to Olsen, Ozuna, and Arcia, those three guys 
uh, did not go to the White House yesterday. Obviously, Matt Olson wasn't a brave, and uh, Ozuna and or Arcia was not on that team last year, and uh, Ozuna was injured most of the season. I thought it was funny that after the, the, the game the night before with the 11-inning game and then the early wake-up call to go to the White House, it was comical to me that the three guys who went deep were three guys who got their rest and had a normal day and didn't go to the White House yesterday. Maybe they were the secret weapon, and Matt was part of that. So it was good to see, and you, you've got to have his bat hot. That's a bat that you're relying on down the stretch to beat the Mets and in the postseason as well. So that's been a good uh, uptick in his swing and, and his statistics. Ben, every time we get you on, we got to ask about some of the injury updates, especially coming down to the wire. What can you tell us right now about the status of Spencer Strider and uh, Ozzy Albies? Those are two guys that if we see them again in the regular season, it would be that very last day. I know that Spencer Strider, I think, is technically um, – I think he would come off IL technically the very last day of the season. I don't think we would see him then. I don't expect to see either of those guys until the postseason. Um, that would be another benefit of, of winning the division is knowing that you would have an extra five days – to rest some of those guys up rather than playing two days after the final game of the season. For Ozzy, he's wearing the cast still. He's, he's in a cast right now. That's the reason that he didn't wear a sports coat to the White House yesterday is he couldn't get a coat where his, his cast would fit through the sleeve of a jacket. Uh, so he, he's going to be in that cast a total of three weeks, which means he's got another uh, week and a half in the cast. So they'll take it off at that point. It won't require surgery. But the, the thing that, that's so detrimental to Ozzy was if he doesn't get hurt, he was going to be taking the final two weeks of the season as, as sort of a ramp up to being 100% by the postseason. Now he doesn't get that. And if he's able to come back and play in the postseason, that would be great. But it's still going to take a while to get his, his timing down, get some ABs. Uh, it's not going to be easy at all. Um, so that, that would be the expectation that I have for those two. I think once we get to the postseason, Spencer should be good to go, but I, I wouldn't be, um, I wouldn't be expecting Ozzy to jump back in there and, and be 100% right out of the gate. Ben, I want to ask you about Michael Harris again because this is a guy that has just continued all season long. Some rookies, they'll have a, a hot month or so, and then the league will start to get a book on them and, and change the way they pitch, and therefore the hitter usually goes through a slump. But we've not seen that out of Michael Harris. He stole his 20th base yesterday. He's one home run away from a 2020 season, which puts him in really rare air as far as rookies. Talk about what Michael has been able to do with the plate so well this year and just uh, how important he's been amongst all the outfield drama between obviously a lot of injuries and, and guys in and out of the lineup out there. Michael Harris has been the most consistent outfielder for the Braves this year. Sure, and, and his play coincides with when the team started playing good baseball. I mean, he joined the team the final week of May, and this team didn't start playing good ball until June 1, really. Um, and he, he's not the only reason for that. Dansby's been a different player since June 1, and uh, we've seen some other guys that have been significantly better, especially the pitchers have been a lot better since June the 1st. But to me, that first move was bringing Michael up to the big leagues. He made you so much better defensively in the outfield. I, I can't, I can't uh, overstate the, the difference that he made defensively for this outfield. And to me, I'm, I'm a big believer in you got to pitch it, you got to catch it. I mean, you got to be de- uh, sound defensively, and Michael's been a huge part of that. Uh, but we've seen him continue to develop. He's, he's gotten better very, very rapidly. That that might be the most impressive thing to me about Michael. You've gotten to the point now where I don't think you've 
I have any concerns where, with where you want to hit him in the order. We've seen him hit second. We saw him hit cleanup last night. I think you could plug him in anywhere because he's going to be fine versus lefties as a left-handed hitter. He's obviously going to be really good versus righties. Uh, he'll take on a righty tonight in Paolo Espino, but uh, his ability to go to all fields and go to all fields with power, work count, steal a base, uh, make a great adjustment defensively, I, I can't name one thing that I'm not impressed with with Michael Harris. And the, the thought that keeps going through my mind, watching him at 21 years old and seeing him play every single night, the thought that, that I keep going back to is I'm so glad that that guy is on our team. He's that valuable. And seeing the, the difference that the team has made in the standings ever since his coming up from double A, I don't think that can be understated. So uh, he might be an MVP or co MVP of this team for this season. I think he and, and Dansby and, and Austin have had tremendous seasons and I don't want to know what this team would be doing without one of those three guys Uh, I think they've really done a great job carrying the team for most of the year so um, just excited that he's going to be a brave for a long time because he's so extremely talented and does everything the right way and does it all well so he's a good one to have in that clubhouse Ben, I know you are still in Washington right now, but this weekend uh, coming up, the probably the biggest series of the season. Talk a little bit about the series with the Mets and obviously the weather that's coming through and how that might affect things. Yeah, I know there's lots of speculation today about the, the series being moved potentially to Miami. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that's just speculation. I've spoken with people uh, in the front office, my boss, and they said that ain't happening in, in, in a few more words than that. But um, I, I know that come Friday it's not looking good. That could be a wash. I think that they would attempt to play a doubleheader Saturday if necessary, and if Friday and Saturday are both washed out, I know that you'd play the ball game Sunday, and there's a chance you could play a doubleheader that day. Uh, I, I've also heard that maybe if you get two games in on Sunday or, or two altogether this weekend, that you could potentially play one game on that Thursday, the off day, after game 162 down in Miami. Um, if that game is necessary, you could play it in Atlanta uh, after the final day of the season. If it's not necessary, they would not play that game. So I just hope that the weather ends up taking a turn for the better, as we all do, uh, number one, so you know people are, are safe and, and we don't have loss of life and, and not too bad of, of a loss of uh, property and damage and things like that. And then second off, so we can see some baseball and determine who's going to win this division. So um, definitely thoughts and prayers with everyone who's in the path of the storm and hopefully it gets back out into the ocean, gets away from the mainland, and uh, this isn't as bad as we all think that it'll be. When you take a look at that series coming up this weekend, Braves and Mets with the NL East division on the line, what what do you expect to be the difference in a series like that, Ben? Like what what kind of is the uh, difference between these two ball clubs? I think it comes down to pitching, plain and simple. I know that the Mets are going to be running out DeGrom, Bassett, Scherzer. Um, I think the exact order is Bassett game one, DeGrom game two, Scherzer game three. And an interesting number for the Mets, and that, that this doesn't mean that I'd like to see these guys because I think they're as good as any duo out there in Major League Baseball. But ever since DeGrom joined the rotation, that, that team is 10-8 and eight in their 18 combined starts. I found that to be a startling figure. Uh, DeGrom coming off a pretty rough outing his last go-round versus the A's. He had the worst first inning he's ever had. That being said, he had a start against the Braves back in August, and he was as good as I've ever seen him in my life. He took a perfect game into the seventh inning and had 16 strikeouts in that game. Um, Chris Bassett is a tough one. I don't think he gets enough credit for how good he's been for the Mets this season. He's made every start. He's been rock solid. And then Max Scherzer is an animal. Uh, I think how you handle those three guys is going to come down to the division comes down to that. 
And can the Braves match that? And the Braves are going to be running out Freed and Wright and Morton. I think if you had a, a healthy Spencer Strider, he would be in, be in there instead of Charlie, but you don't right now. So that's, that's the three that you're going to get. So to me, it comes down to pitching. Uh, both of these teams make good contact. Both of these teams know how to put the ball in play and score runs. The biggest difference offensively is the Braves hit more home runs. I think that'll be a big part of it. And if the Braves are getting good starts from their starters and they're hitting home runs, I expect the Braves to take two out of three or better. If they hold them in the ballpark and, and DeGrom and Scherzer are the story, then the Mets are going to be the better team. So uh, I'm just excited that it comes down to that series most likely. I know that both teams have a series right after that, but this is what you want. And I think this is it's not only good for the two teams, but great for our game and great for this rivalry. Uh, it's my favorite rivalry that uh, that the Braves have. And you, could, you would consider every team in the division a big rival. And it, it's fun to have those battles. But to me, this is the best one. And to have it come down to one series in Atlanta, the final three days of September, uh, I don't know how you could ask for much more than that as a baseball fan. Big-time series coming up this weekend and eight total games left in the regular season. Our guest today, Ben Ingram, the radio play-by-play voice of the Atlanta Braves. And you, of course, can listen to Braves Radio Network coverage right here in Auburn. Ben, how can we listen to you? What, what? Tell us the broadcast specifics for the uh, tonight's ball game, and then the rest of the way. Sure. Obviously, on the full Braves Radio Networks, that's roughly about 150 stations, and I'm sure you can get online and find out the the flagship closest to you. Also online with um, the MLB app or the 680 the Fan app, which is our flagship station, in Atlanta. That's a free application that you can download and find us right there. Love it. Thanks so much for the time, Ben. We'll talk again soon. Okay. All right, thank you, fellas. I appreciate it.